curious now, as we talked last week briefly about the Hollywood stuff, wonder what the Academy Awards are going to be like this year. Like, it seems hmm. odd. Because, you know, like, I know mm. there was, like, after September 11th, they're like, oh, we're going to do more of a humble. Sure. Which made sense because it, it, it did seem weird to transition after that major tragedy into patting everyone on the back because it's an awards show. This seems really, this is different. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about Academy Awards. Um, awards season. Yeah. You know, because the Golden Globes, that was, uh, what is the guy's name? Is it, uh, I want to say Jay Northam, but it was, uh, it's... Jeremy Northam? Jeremy, maybe Jeremy. Actor? What's that? He's an actor? He's, he's a, got a podcast or something. Oh. Uh, Jim Norton? Jim, I think. Okay. The comedian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and Jim so, Norton. And so, um, I think. And so he was interviewing a bunch of people. And of course, I was, as you uh, see the list of people he was interviewing, it started with like Sean Astin talking about uh, Goonies, bringing Goonies to Stranger Things. Right. But then, because Sean Astin knows the inimitable uh, and has worked with the inimitable Corey, uh, of course, Feldman, it went to like you know the whole allegations, and then the whole YouTube chain was like, "What do you think about what's going on mm-hmm. in Hollywood?" So Ricky Gervais was one of them. Yeah, and so he was asked about it, and I wanted to watch it because I was like, "Does he have some sort of like flip kind of comments on?" I yeah, because it's very serious, you know, and I know that. When it is serious, like he can go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just talking about the Golden Globes and hosting the Golden Globes and mm-hmm. how they were talking about not like you can't say this, you know, to this person. Don't say this to this person. Uh, he's like, well, these are the most privileged, rich people in the world. I can't say anything. To yeah. them. Come on, you know. I mean, they can they can take it. I think they were talking about the whole culture now, uh, and he was he was uh, serious about it, mm-hmm. um, but it. It sort of was the first uh, foray for me into that whole award season. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Where is this gonna go? And I don't think he. I don't think he knew. You no. know, he was just saying this is just. He. It's a sort of uncharted territory. Like he didn't know what was gonna happen. It's like bombshells every single day. Yeah. Uh, so I heard last night uh, Anthony Edwards was. Yes, he. Uh, he. By the way, you're listening to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Yeah, uh, Anthony Edwards uh, released a statement about, I think it was an acting coach that he worked with his name I had never actually heard of before. And it was actually a really moving piece because it wasn't like he was coming out with anyone else. Like he wasn't, oh, I heard about this with Harvey. I heard about this with Corey or something. He was like, here's an instance, what happened to me when I was 12 through 16 as an actor working at this camp. And there was a group of us and he goes... We didn't talk about it because we didn't know. And two, he's 55, so you remove 40 years from that. Yeah. Different time. Sure. No, still never good. Right. Just a different time. Yeah. And he was just saying, like, he goes, here's my story. I went to therapy. I had talked to friends. It was just about how he's been able to cope with it in that we're, it's better now that people can talk up. And he was like, I just wanted to share my story. And I was like, Wow. Because at first, he's like, Anthony Edwards was trending. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Him? Yeah. Like, quit jerking off in front of people. I was like, oh, his was actually a really good story. You know, like, oh, wow, this is heartbreaking. It's like, and now any name you see trending, you used to always think, oh, I hope they didn't die. Now you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, that's exactly, you're right. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. It's like, oh, the whole Me Too movement. It's like, oh, him too or her too. Right. It's like, oh, my God. Or like, were you the perpetrator or were you... Yeah. The victim, you know, it's like, 
Anthony Edwards now is do. Oh, it's he's the vi- oh. Then yeah, it- you go this roller coaster of oh, thank God. Oh, well, no. Yeah, yeah. That's still <laughs> yeah, really it's terrible. Not, it's not good at all. Like this, for, it's not going to be good when whatever what it is. But yeah. it's just. Oh man, his heart breaks. Twelve to sixteen. Yeah. Man, so it was uh, some crazy something that uh, this coach was doing with these other kids too, and you're just like, oh. oh. You know, he's getting through it. He's still in therapy, which is, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, it's something like that's really going to affect you. But I guess he didn't get into therapy until much later in life. Like, it, it just, like, it hit him. And then I can't think his friends were like, dude, just deal with it. And, and, like, in the sense, professionally. And he goes, that really helped me get through all my anger. Which is crazy to think, like, he doesn't seem like an angry guy. Like, oh, I was just so angry about everything. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't are you? Like, you seem like the nicest guy. Anger at all, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um I know, you know, Corey said this is, you know, whole pedof- you know, pedophilia, like, a, I don't know if it's a ring or like a Jerry Sandusky ring or yeah. whatever that's going on. But, jeez, I mean, imagine. I mean, of course, he's, like you say, he's going through therapy now. Of course. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's crazy. And I always imagine, wow, to go from that, you know, with your acting coach. Yeah. But to still go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and act. Yeah. Right? And you go ahead and act like a f- couple more years, whatever, when you're a kid. I don't know if it were parents were yeah. putting them into it or, or whatever. But then maybe you go, you know, I'm kind of turned off to this whole acting yeah. thing. Yeah. But as an adult, you know, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he. it must have been one of those things where – because I don't know his – like, I remember first seeing him in around, like, Gotcha and some of those early – obviously before – top gun mm-hmm. but like he was just uh i mean he's in fast times but i never know oh man i remember anthony edwards from fast time it's like one of the stoners that hangs out with stoltz and you know? yeah it's like oh 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 like you it, know, that's one of those ones yeah. years later you watch it going oh my god it's the guy from yeah. top gun was in fast time i had no idea but he was just someone i kind of knew and then top gun hit. i was like oh cool i i know anthony edwards from these things so yeah. he must have got through that separated from this got a couple jobs and maybe it didn't happen again, so he's like, "Oh, isolated incident. I'm just gonna put it in the block in my head, and then when I turn 40, I'll, you know, realize I have to yeah. deal with this." Wow. Yeah, it's it's something that you know I think a lot of people deal with. Like you don't, you'd rather not deal with it. Yeah. You'd rather, and I don't know what his his situation was, but you'd rather fill up your mind with other stuff in your day with other stuff to yeah. put your mind off of it until you realize that doesn't really work. So you have yeah. to like meet it unfortunately meet it head on and get into therapy about it um you know i guess one of the things that this the good thing about this stuff is that you know people are able to come out in a quote-unquote safe space yeah and uh tell their stories and it also signals to people who are doing it that this is hopefully not gonna be tolerated right anymore Um, and you did kind of need the top down to come out first because I, I get it like say anthony edwards didn't become anything maybe he just did one movie and just sort of faded off or something like mm-hmm. the kid from weird science not sexually assaulted i'm just saying the kid from weird right. science did two <laughs> movies and then became a professor right nothing to do with any of that yeah but he could have faded out and then came out oh this guy and it would have been like whatever some fame seeking guy but you kind of had to have the top down come mm-hmm. down first so when these other allegations come out you're going to take them a little more seriously than some random person. Right. You know, so I get why no one talked because no one was listening. But then when, you know, you have, you know, Charlize Theron or someone come out, no, this guy did it. Oh, 
now I can get in and someone will at least listen to me because it's taken seriously. And there's been repercussion. Like Harvey's out. Kevin Spacey lost everything. Not ever. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll be fine. Like financially, he'll be fine. And then you see like the Louis C.K. thing. And it was just like, oh, Netflix dropped him. FX dropped him. And oddly, he admitted it, which was sort of weird. Like you don't almost know. It's like, yeah, no, I did it. All right. I guess we'll put you over here now. We don't know what to do with you. I think I, I was not surprised. I was like... He seems like a guy who would be like, you know what? I'm just, I, I'm going to be honest about it. I did it. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's me. I did all that. That was me. Because, I mean, he has a daughter or two daughters. I believe. Two daughters. Um, And you got to, you got to go, yeah, it's me. I, I got to meet, meet this head on. I mean, you know, the whole has nothing to do with sexual misconduct. Steve Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, it was me. It's my fault. I did it. Yeah. You know? It's like you just meet this stuff head on. Because, I mean, look, if you don't, it's going to come out. Like, it's yeah. going to, it's not going to be a, a fake news, fake news, yeah. and then brush it off to the side, even though that doesn't work either. Yeah. But everyone else is like, wow, well, these allegations, we vehemently denies, you yeah. know, uh, Mr. Weinstein denies all the rapes and all the non-consensual, all 300 yeah, accounts. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. right. Who are we gonna really believe? But yeah, I mean, when he when he said it, I I did it. I, I applauded the fact that he got down to it and just came out with like it our, instead of like our our levels of <laughs> acceptance are just all over the place yeah. in this day and age where it's like good for him he admitted it. Well, not really good for him, but at least he's the only one who has admitted it. Like all these other allegations, right? No, I don't remember. Or like, yeah, Harvey and his eighty-two women. Yeah, it's, it's like, like nope. Yeah, it's like, look, they're not piling on for a reason. Yeah, if it's one, which even if he did do it, I could get like, all right, I can maybe fight this one person. At ninety, I think yeah. it's actually ninety-three now. Wow, and it's probably a lot more. Yeah, and then yeah, because there's probably some women going, well, I don't really need to say anything now. Right. I, <laughs> yeah, because he. I haven't been keeping up. Uh, I have a chart of Harvey's uh, <laughs> spreadsheets going uh, yeah, around exactly, all of now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I know he had a fashion line that he used for this purpose too, where mm. or models and stuff yeah. like that. He would so use it for that purpose. And now there's the the whole private investigator thing where he had uh, lawyers or uh, private investigators go after the. Right. victims yeah um to get dirt on them and it's just like this is like like preemptively so it's yeah like, my thing is this there's that level of not thinking you're doing anything wrong it's like what i just come out of the dressing room and jerk off it's cool <sighs> I, okay i guess that's a thing that none of us kind of knew I didn't I get that memo a, <laughs> but then why is it thing you know it's you're doing if you have to hire lawyers to give up dirt on the off chance someone comes forward you're doing something wrong like, I mean, you're doing something wrong no matter what. But so, totally. mentally, if you're thinking, well, I jerk off in front of women, it's cool. I'm okay with it. Because there is that mindset. Like, the people that go out and, like, murder someone think they're doing the right thing. But then, if you're preemptively hiring a lawyer to protect you from murdering someone, then you know you're automatically yeah. doing something wrong. It's like, look, let's get some dirt on these five women because, you know, I just raped them. Okay. Right. I'm sure he didn't give that much information. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's insane that... Like he was doing preemptive stuff, right? And and in a court of law, you know, you're sitting on that jury, and you go, oh, no. I don't know if you're not, I don't know who to believe, but yeah. say you're like, yeah, I'm on the fence about Harvey. Maybe, maybe 93 women just have a, yeah. you know, 
Look, he has a dossier on each one exactly. of them. Exactly. So they must be terrible people. <laughs> but he went ahead and did this. You go, oh, okay. No. Yeah, that that's just, mm. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that the, the Harvey Weinstein, outside of the whole sexual, he you know he's a sexual predator. Yeah. And it's just a predator in general. But, jeez, uh, I lost my track of thought. <laughs> But ninety three, um, I just sort of uh, fogged up. So many, so many women. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's it brings it down to uh, privilege and yeah. the fact that you know whoever these guys are, you know, going into you know the room jerking off in front yeah. of women, Louis C.K. I've never, I always asked before, and it's like I, I don't know how you answer that question. Hey, do you, you mind know? if I jerk off yeah. in front of you? Yeah, kind of. You go it's weird. It, it, no, it's don't do it. No, I, no, I don't want that. Why, why would I? I thought. And we then were you just... know, someone probably said it. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, I thought we were doing a bit. Right. Cause, I thought we were writing shit down. Yeah, the two comedians went to the hotel room, yeah. and he said that, and they were like, "Oh, we thought it was a joke." Yeah. And it's like, "Oh no, he took off his clothes, and he actually did it." And he was like, "Oh, okay." Because he was like, hey, they admired him. Yeah. Hey, you want to go back for my hotel room for a nightcap? I was like, oh, a Louis C.K., sure. Yeah. Go in, and he goes, you mind if I jerk off? I mean, it's like Louis C.K., so you yeah, figure. Yeah, because, like, especially if you're coming from a comedian aspect. Yeah. Like, if Harvey's like, I'm going to jerk off, oh, he's going to jerk yeah, off. Yeah, Like, a you comedian, like, yeah. no matter, like, Eddie Murphy or someone who just is very boisterous, just, I'm going to jerk off. And you're like, rah, rah, and you're like yeah. oh, okay. Oh, shit. And then, oh, okay. Oh, he's taking his belt off. He's taking the joke. That's hilarious. Let's yeah. see. Oh, God, they're coming on. Oh, he's not joking anymore. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a story. It has nothing to do with jerking off. Okay. Nothing to do with that, but there's a story I'll tell you uh, <laughs> after about one of those things. Where... That time you jerked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Low person gets, hits, hits a little home, these yeah. stories. No, um, Marshall and I were, uh, a celebrity was like, I'm going to do this. And we we're like, <laughs> oh, he's really doing it. Oh. But it. We'll yeah. uh yeah yeah we'll, we'll talk about Bob because uh we like working yeah exactly <laughs> I don't want a dossier on myself <laughs> right now exactly it, it's weird um about two three weeks ago there was a screening with Louis C K of that I love I love you Daddy I love I love you yeah Daddy. yeah that movie That's it. I just couldn't go it just didn't work out and it was like oh he's gonna be there and it's not like I find Louis C K funny hmm? I don't I'm not I've seen enough of his shows I've seen one or two stand ups he's just that guy that. I kind of find funny, but I haven't followed him. I think I'm in the same camp. But I was like, oh, cool. I've heard some buzz. I liked his idea. He does the sort of Tyler Perry thing. I made the movie on my own, but he like makes these movies secretly, which is kind of interesting. Funds them and then sells them. And it's like, oh. Oh, so this is not his first. No, he's done this one other time. He did it with a comedy special, which okay. is, I mean, a okay. little different. He hired the whole crew. Gotcha. Shot it, then decided to sell it afterwards. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a, it, it's admirable for what he's doing. It's like, oh, he's putting up his own money knowing he can sell it. Sort of like, hey, Corey, just make the movie yourself. Find distributors. Don't kickstart your movie. Um, <laughs> but Louis C.K. Pye has a lot more money. The fact that he did it, yeah. it was like, oh, man, I wish I could go. But now I only wish I could have gone in retrospect because I don't know if anyone's going to see this movie. You know, because the no, distributors totally. already yeah. dropped it. And for the first year in five years, which I think we've talked on the previous pod of that Contenders event I usually go to. It's mm -hmm. a guild, a guild-wide event where, for ten hours, every studio is represented. They show a clip of a movie. They'll bring out the actor, the director, a producer, maybe the composer, and just talk about the movie in like ten-minute chunks. This was the first year I didn't go. I missed the email. 
and that thing fills up. Like if you don't respond within one minute, yeah, you don't go. And I was like, oh, and it's weird. I started seeing photos and a scene. Everyone was there. It's like, oh, Seth Rogen was there for this. Oh, Louis C.K. was there for this movie. And now it's like, wow, all these times I could have seen clips of this movie that, and I wonder if it's even been printed. Because I'm sure it would have maybe, because the way he was promoting this movie was, it seemed like it might have been award. So I wonder if there's someone printing that. I wonder if anyone in the guild's already got the film. Because, I mean, I haven't oh. received it yet. But that whole thing of like, oh, stop! There's right. like eight people <laughs> that have this film now. It wins. No. Yeah. Uh, wow. Because, uh, I mean, with all this, I'm just curious of like the movies that were coming out Weinstein-wise. I don't know which ones were on path and... Am I going to get any of them? Are they going to like, we just won't theatrically, we'll just do weird box art. We just won't mention Harvey. We'll take that out. Because some of the screeners I get literally are just Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. And then others will list everyone that's they want nominated. Like I got uh, Get Out yesterday and it was every name listed. It's like, hey, for your consideration. Just just give you the whole credit yeah, list. Yeah, like, like everyone that should be nominated. So I just wonder if there might be one where I'll get It's like, oh, I don't know anything about this. And then. Uh, Weinstein logo will come out. It's like, ah, that's why they kept... <laughs> it's like in a paper envelope, right. just handwritten movie. Exactly. Oh, I wonder what this one is. Not affiliated with Harvey written on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I don't Yeah, I don't know what he... I know he had some other projects in the works that obviously are scrapped. Uh, but as far as what he has coming out, he always There's always plans, like, There's always yeah. a Weinstein yeah. movie in contention, so I don't know what might have already been printed because we started getting movies the earliest ever which was uh october we got logan mm-hmm. i think they did that just so people would oh, watch right. it you did tell me that yeah, it's yeah. that i think it's that that idea of if it's not competing against a stack of movies you're gonna watch it like especially oh i got logan well i'm probably not gonna get a screener for another month i'll watch logan because we sense. usually do that if the first movie something we haven't seen nine times out of ten we'll watch the first movie we get it's like, oh, I wanted to see that. Unless we had already seen it, then it's like, oh, Logan. Oh, I'm happy I saw it in the movie theater. Right. I just put it in my drawer with right. you know, every other movie. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but this obviously scrapping everything now. Yeah. Um, Kevin Spacey, they're replacing him with Christopher Plummer. Yeah. You show me the meme about Bill Cosby being <laughs> replaced. I actually remember Christopher Palmer on that show. And I think that's where they got the yeah, yeah. image. They just put it up. Which yeah. but which is genius. But The other day I was at um, the Arclight because my post house is by the Arclight. And I was just walking through because they have that big video wall that'll show. It'll cycle through and then show every movie coming out like in posters. And it was like, I think I Love You Daddy was on there, which was everything in retrospect's like, oh, that's kind of weird now. Yeah. And then there was that Kevin Spacey one, but that had already broke. So it was, but he's, the poster's weird. Cause I, I don't know, is it Matt Damon and Michelle Williams? I have no idea. There's two people in it. They're on the poster. And then there's a statue of an old man. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's yeah, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And I went, ooh, I wonder if this is coming out. And then you kind of yeah. feel bad for Matt Damon and, you know, Michelle so, Williams. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this was probably an award film and then i'm guessing he can't be in it much because if you're shooting for december and you're like hey we're gonna reshoot uh chris Plummer," he's not in it much i don't think kevin spacey can be in it that much if you're just going to do a reshoot and a release i I don't think so either but people say he's a star but like he's a star if he's in it you know yeah his name five yeah exactly so yeah they said december 22nd still coming out and like they're reshooting the scenes and cutting i'm like wait now yeah, it'd really? be one thing if 
maybe they'll cut a key scene. Like, look, we like this scene, but we initially don't need it. We had it because we had Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know, so we'll replace him with this. And I and then I was wondering if they'll do any digital mapping. I was I was thinking that too, but it, it'll take longer to maybe longer to do that. Um, if by by December twenty second, because right. December twenty second is in the theaters, but it generally has to be finished. At least, at least a week, at least right? a week before. So, um, so you have less than a month. Yeah. So you can't really. But then it's like, but <clears throat> it's actually pretty smart because if not, the movie is going to be scrapped or shelved or. Well, the the only reason why it would come out December twenty second is because of award season. Right, but I mean, by what's smart though is I'm more inclined to see it now because I'm curious of how they replaced Kevin Spacey. Right. Exactly. So before, if it was anything else, I don't know. I might have watched the movie. Oh, hey, here's that Matt Damon film we got. And I just put it in the disc player, you know. I mean, I'm talking from the aspect of me probably getting it as a screener. Right. Um, but now I'm even more. And the minute I get it, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Spacey. What does Spacey have done? Yeah. I just saw a trailer for a movie with Chris Plummer. I'm like, I wonder what Spacey would. No, they, they wouldn't replace Christopher Plummer. With... Why is Christopher Plummer a go-to guy? <laughs> They're like 20 years apart in age. You know? His career's taken off at like 80 or whatever. It's like, oh, this is great. I just go in. I just replace, replace all the yeah. sexual predators or pedophiles. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, exactly. you're that guy. Look, it feels weird. Exactly. But, <laughs> but my bank account is. But I mean, I'm sad. just going into the green room. They just digitally map me and they just uh, put me in every move. Yo. Christopher Plummer is the go-to guy. God, you know if you have a movie coming out, how stressed are you that's, right now? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, studios, agencies, PR firms, they're just like, oh, my God. Like, especially PR firms, yeah. they're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's Friday. Like, it, it doesn't really matter what day it is. But yeah. like, yeah. Oh, what's going to come out today? Well, because if you drive by Warner Brothers, which I've been doing uh, lately, only because mm-hmm. it's right by my house. Uh, they're putting up all the single posters for uh, mm-hmm. Justice League. But you know, like, they do that with every movie now. Like, there's posters everywhere. You know they're putting it up. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't be a predator. Don't be a predator. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I don't, like, it seems like, what's bad about it for me, it seems like everybody's doing it. Yeah. It's like most of hollywood most of this stuff is it's not happening yeah you know in, in every industry most it's not happening and for, for most of the people yeah but for these few people that i think goes back to privilege it, it is rampant you know the whole brett ratner stories it's just like i heard another one you know yesterday with him and uh, ellen page and it's just sort of it sort of goes beyond the playboy right persona to you know telling people to do this do that or just making you know these sort of remarks of course he jerked off too but it's just like why is that a go-to i don't i I honestly just think it has to do with the fact that look i'm technically not having sex assaulting you i'm having sex with myself you're just in the room yeah like some sort of weird disconnect logic it's like and and i louis i asked you know so it's like well, well, then I guess you're better than Brett Ratner, but not really. Yeah, it's like... Look, I asked. Yeah. Look, that's not a defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know. I mean, this this whole thing... I mean, every day, it's it's something else. And if I'm a, yeah executive or anything that... Hopefully, the executive hasn't done anything, because some of them have yeah. been. Uh, then I'm like... Because uh, it's not your go-tos. It's not your stars anymore that no. you can go, all right, well, I'm going to worry about space. I'm yeah. not going to have to worry about this person. I'm going to have to 
it's literally anybody now mm. can be is fair game. So you're just like, and that's money. Well, and you're like your biggest concerns are things like back in the day where like even with um, well, I mean they were finished shooting, but like when Heath Ledger passed away, it's like, oh my god, we have his films. How do we handle this without being disrespectful? Because you know you had like three films that were coming out, and it's yeah. like, all right, well we'll space them or something, or you know like well once again geely was a shitty movie but those two had broken up and they were kind of marketing them as a movie like ben and um mm-hmm. jennifer lopez it's like oh they did a movie together they broke up well the movie was crap but <laughs> like back in the day that was their biggest thing it's like oh man what a pr nightmare they broke up now it's just like oh he had sex with a kid this would burn this film i don't yeah. know what we do i mean You're- now you now you have to you know, now you yeah. have to scrap the film. Now you have to replace the actor or get rid of it because mm-hmm. that's what people are doing now. Not with that, yeah, you have to. Back in the day, it like you said, if there were allegations of just one person or something like that, it'll be the statement of we're you know investigating this in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if this happened, you know, we um, uh, we we don't condone this, but we're behind. Yeah. You know, Mr. Spacey, you know, as far as we know, he's always been great with us yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But we're keeping an eye out on this. Yeah. And then you go say that and then keep shooting and keep yeah. putting it out. Because now it's like we were dissing himself. This is very troubling. Uh, we decided to fire him and uh, for find out what we're going to do with the show. Yeah. And then they dropped him from everything else. He had another movie coming out, I guess, on Netflix. Oh. Spacey did. And so they scrapped that. Yeah. And um, they're like, we're done. We're distancing ourselves from that. I mean, because it's business, too. It's like the reason why any ball player gets, you know, dropped from an endorsement because he did something like this. It's like, we can't have our brand be associated with someone like this. No actor is going to pull down, you know, our brand. Mm -hmm. We'll just go with someone else. And so now. With everyone scrapping movies, like you're gonna have to do that. Like, if something, some other bombshell came out by some big actor, and you kind of go, well, uh, "Well, we'll wait and see." It's like then everything is on you. Focus yeah. is on you. Your brand gets. It's like, no, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, it's almost like you have to issue a statement right away now. Yeah. Before, because then all of a sudden, it is a weird thing of. Like, I was talking to Angela a little about it. It's like weird thing of, you're not defending anyone, but you also some. Sometimes it's like that happens. They issue a statement. The person's fired. You're like, whoa, we don't know anything yet. And doesn't mean it's like I'm not defending. Well, let's say, for example, I'm not defending Kevin Spacey. I'm not victim blaming Anthony Rapp. It's just sometimes it's like that quick action. Like even the Louis C.K. I mean, luckily it worked out. He just went, yep, I did it. But it was like, hey, allegations came out like that New York Times article came out. Ten minutes later, Netflix went, we're done. Five minutes after that, FX went, yeah, we're not working with him anymore. It's like. I mean, and granted, it's a New York Times, and they have sources. It's like, how about you guys make a call? And then it's almost like by you making that decision that quickly, you knew. Like, it's like, yes. yeah, we're dropping yeah. him. Wait, what did you guys right. know? You know? Yeah, and, and Netflix claims they didn't know any of this. Like, there was supposedly a, a complaint lodged uh, against Kevin Spacey uh, in 2012, mm-hmm. and they resolved it quickly. Yeah. And Netflix, the executive of Netflix, said we didn't know about that until right now. Yeah. And so how did how did you not know about it? And that? I think now that's why, because it's kind of true. Like, imagine, like, think about, all right, we worked on a show together, and or we worked on a show separately on the same thing. There were terrible people, but no one at the studio knew. Some did, 
all they knew is they were getting their material. So I can imagine some people at Netflix not knowing anything. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got our show. It's like, yeah, don't they know? They just look at the bottom line. They don't they don't look at personnel report. They don't even know our names. Right. You no, know, I, there is that separation a little bit. And that person probably coming out. Now I'm sure it's like, oh, crap, before I say anything, were there any lodged complaints? Yeah, we actually kind of have a law. Kevin Spacey has been kind of a dick on set. Great. You know, and now I'm sure they get inundated now. I guess send me reports on everything on the set. And this poor exec who works on eight shows. Right. All right, here are the logs for the week. Okay, we're good. You yeah. know, now you just added more work to that person. To- right. And, and you're absolutely 100% correct. It's very conceivable that they don't know. Mm-hmm. It is. And but you and I know that because yeah. we work in the industry. But, like, to someone who goes, how did you not know? It's like, huh, you you kind of have to yeah. know. Like, something like that? Something like, oh, he was a, a dick on set. If I'm EP, yeah. I'm definitely going to keep that from executives. Hey, how's Kevin Space? Oh, great. He's the best. He's wonderful. Yeah. When he meets with these executives in a meeting, he's going to be great. You yeah. know, and all these actors are going to be great. Oh, he didn't do that to me. You're Meryl Streep. Yeah. But, you know. And as long as it's not. All right. There's a couple complaints. No one's willing to quit, fire, or press charges. It's like, look, Kevin Spacey's kind of weird around me. All right. We're going to make a note of it. If it gets progressively we're gonna have to talk about of you wanting to press charges or move forward all right he's just weird you're not gonna just go to netflix going hey kevin spacey's been weird to this grip like weird like you don't say anything until you know it's an issue Mm -hmm. like it's like you have to lodge the human resources but the minute that person's like look this dude's doing something all right i mean you there's some stuff you just don't pass up to the execs it's everything is so big and small in the business Like, you have your own department that's part of another department that's part of the show. That show then has a studio aspect. that has a network aspect. Then it has, you know, the money people. There's just so many people. Of course, there's... It's like, how did you not know? 400 or probably 300 people work on House of Cards. Not everyone talks. There's probably one department that's never even seen Kevin Spacey on set. Totally. Like, counting. Let's go with the counting. Counting doesn't go to set. Counting probably only hears some stories like a grip coming in. Fucking actors. Because, I mean, that's probably 90% of the complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, never hitting their marks, making us late. There's some people that just never, probably never even in the same state. Yeah, kind of work on the show, but the VFX house, the post house, those people never met Kevin Spacey. They, But they probably heard stories based on the people that work on the show. You know, because they're sitting there working on it going, how's Kevin Spacey? Mm, he's kind of a dick. Oh, that's a shame. Right. And, and I mean, Hollywood doesn't have a shortage of dicks yeah. on set. You know, yeah. it's like. It's and do you shut shit. down a show because some someone's being a dick or, yeah. you know. And we've we both worked on shows where you go, <laughs> this guy, you know, this guy. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's always been that way. And, and again, it's just not just Hollywood. It's all <clears throat> entries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that to go into the post world. But, um. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you go like, just the old ugh, my boss, my boss yeah. is whatever job you have, my boss is such a dick. Right. But it's something you just have to go and you have to work, yeah. and that person is that person, you yeah. know. Um, so like him being like a little tough to work with on set, I, I'm not a fan. But uh, I mean, think of it. We talked about it before. Daniel Day Lewis wanting the the camera crew in you know when he was doing lincoln to be dressed of the yeah. time to keep him in character it's like all right i mean that's 
that's just some actor being super methody. And like with everyone else, it is a job. Some jobs pay better, like that camera guy's making good money. So he's like, fine, I'll go to wardrobe and put on a stovetop hat to make Daniel Day-Lewis feel like he's in the world. Right. But once again, we're all paying bills. So it's not like, well, just go get another job. Hmm, easier said than done. You know, yeah. it, it is that weird thing of like everyone thinks like everyone's just rich. Top down, yes, the top's very rich. That camera guy, no. Yeah. You know, so he'll put up with a dicky actor. It's like, look, this will be over it's in two work. months. Got a uh, mortgage. Got something, you know, unless I mean, And yeah, unless he's being sexually assaulted, then it's like, yeah, I, I'm filing a report and I'm quitting. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's of course, that's crossing crossing the line. And, you know, no one wants to be abused at work no. uh, just by someone verbally abusing yeah. you or just being, you know just a dick on set but um or elsewhere yeah but it's just uh i don't know rob i think i think that this is bad as it, bad as it is it's like it really tells you how bad it is when every day there's yeah. a new th- or maybe two or three more yeah. um it sort of puts certain people on notice yeah. i think because especially in hollywood there's a sort of privilege and idea that you know you can do whatever you want you no. can say whatever you want you can do everything and it's really not you no. know i mean i was thinking about this like i got into this like i would never even think of doing this stuff first of all because if i'm able to be in a director's chair yeah like i got into this business because i love it because of the magic of movies of, of tv of all this stuff yeah. and that's what i'm in love with and i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna relish that moment and i hope that everyone else is excited about the project yeah and we're all working toward that goal like i didn't it's not even my mind to do any of this stuff right but you know i think one of i hear directors like brett brad like one of <clears throat> i think one of the 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 uh jobs uh, of a director is to make the set a safe space yeah for everyone and uh because it's so much that needs to get done so much that uh and so little time and everyone is working really hard really long hours and you know the most fragile of those uh workers are the actors and you just sort of have to make sure that you know there's a safe space and they can work right And, and in front of the camera you get what you need so you can move on um this kind of environment people are are uh are putting out there it's just like i i just i don't know how you can how you can work in it i don't know how people endure it you know i mean we talk about sexual allegations and 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 people being sexual predators but it's that's that's a huge thing to overcome like for whatever is going on in your life let alone okay let me get in front of the camera let me continue to do this let me continue to be in this business when all this stuff is going on and when i say all this stuff again most people aren't doing it but when you have two or three instances of someone doing this it i would think it causes you to to sit back and think um so i'm glad that people are coming out and that you know, charges are being pressed yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it puts people on notice, like right. across the board from the executive suite to, you know, to the set. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it it allows the set to be a little more uh, 
I think, enjoyable for yeah. everybody. Because it's hard enough to go out there and work 12, 18 plus hours um, on a set. I mean, we we do that yeah. sometimes in post, but a set is just like you're just running and gunning yeah. and moving. It's it's a lot on you, a lot on people. So, you know, a show like House of Cards, you figure season six or whatever it is. And Spacey's still out there making everyone's life a living hell, yeah. sexually abusing people. It's like, dude, you make you know millions of dollars doing this shit. Just, just do the job. Yeah. And I know he's got some issues. I know yeah. he heard he was abused as a kid too. But it's just, it's not. Those any, are, yeah, those are. Yeah, it's like, I know. Yeah, it, what you're saying is that it's like, that's not. Oh, I'm sympathetic now to him, and and that's not an excuse. It's the cause. Yeah. Like, now we know, like, if he was abused as a kid, oh, we know why he is the way he is now, doesn't excuse anything. Right. It just sounds like an excuse for some reason. Oh, he's abused as a kid. All right, that's a pass. No, not right. a pass at all. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's not. And it goes to, you know, a larger problem, you know? I mean, I'm a big proponent of, you know, uh, you know, mental health treatment mm-hmm. and, um, you know, this 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 all boils down to that. You know, if say Anthony Edwards, you know, abuses as a kid from twelve to sixteen, I mean, that has a significant effect on your mental health. Yeah. I don't care who you are as a kid, as an adult too, but as a kid, it's just it's that's why he's going through therapy. Yeah. Um, and of course, we don't hear allegations of him doing anything right about this stuff. But um, and it's all I think. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're hit as a kid, like that thing of, oh, my dad used to beat us or whatever. Yeah, there is a 50% chance you'll be the same type of dad. But then I think everyone does something differently with it. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure I'm never like my dad. Yeah. But then that's in you anyways, because you always have that. Like with Anthony Edwards, he was that, but he didn't know how to deal with it. He just probably kept moving forward. He repressed it and moved forward. He didn't want to hurt anyone. So he just, you know, head down, acted. And then all of a sudden went, I need to go to therapy because I feel messed up. And then, yeah, then there's the people like maybe Kevin Spacey was abused. The kid's like, no, it's what I do. Okay. You know, I think it's everyone deals with their childhood or instances that happen to them differently. You know, and it's not, but it's not a reason to keep doing it. But yes, mental health care is definitely something, I guess, maybe by people coming forward, like you're saying, it's like puts everyone on notice and things that are okay. You can go to therapy. It's not a, it's so weird that we still talk about this in 2017 going, that it's still a stigmatism that if you go see a therapist. I know. It's so cr- I mean. I know. It's just like, oh, you going into therapy? Uh, I don't Really? I, it's, why do you need that? Yeah. Just be happy. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, I don't need therapy. Or just the whole machismo thing. Well, I, I don't need it. it, it truth, truth be told, everyone needs it. Everyone right. has something in their life that they're sort of dealing with or going through. Right. At varying levels. You know, you're. What you need is not what I need or what, you know, uh, Spacey needs yeah. or, or Weinstein or whatever. But we're all going through something. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I mean, I, but we're all maligned. You know, that whole thing in the military of how they sort of promote that you're weak, you know, yeah. if you if you go into therapy and stuff like that. And those guys need tons of it. Yeah. So, um you know, yeah, it, it is putting uh, a lot of things in the, in the forefront, spotlighting a lot of um, a lot of these things. Uh, you know, for me, obviously, what needs to be completely out of it is the sexual uh, uh, predator aspect of yeah. it. But one of the things that I am glad it is highlighting is like people being a, 
dick on set or a tyrant or just yeah. making everything, everyone's life miserable. I'm not saying that that's going to end at all, but it, it at least, if I'm that dick, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything like sexual. Pre- I'm just being like an asshole on, yeah. on set. I'm going to think twice now because, or someone, excuse me, like Asian or someone's going to be like, hey, you might want to lighten up on that because yeah. they're coming after sexual predators, which is easy. Everyone can agree that that's, that shouldn't be and they can lock those people up. Yeah. You know, being an asshole on set, it's not a crime, but... uh eh. doesn't make your anyone's yeah. job easier. And exactly. sometimes you don't know because everyone has good and bad days. You know, everyone just, you can be, unless you're just, just complete dick 100% of the time. Right. But there is, I mean, you know, everything, even in an office dynamic, it's like, oh, that person seems off. It's going to leave them alone today. Yeah. You know, it's just sort well, of. Yeah, a day. We you all know, everyone has yeah. awesome <clears throat> time. Yeah, the whole dick on the set just because you're the star, you know, and. Yeah. And it's also, I think it, it I mean, I'm sure that young up and comers can be dicks too, because most of them are YouTube stars. Um, yeah, <laughs> but those are the worst. Yeah. Those, those are the worst. I mean, if we're gonna throw anyone under the bus, yeah. it's the YouTube stars. It's the YouTube stars. It's it, it was, and it's and once again not a defense of when Harvey was like, it, "That's how it used to be." Yeah, there's a lot of things that used to be one way, and then there was those things where it's like, "Oh, I'm the star. I can do whatever I want." In the sense of not even the sexual predator, but it's like, "I'll just show up late. I'm the star. You have to cater to me." A lot of that's just going away. It's just all it's job, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're all we're all here, we're all trying to make something. Everyone has a call time, everyone has a, you know, a job to do and you yeah. and you and you're one of them. Yes, a very important part of it, the actor. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you got to you got to come and act and do what you're paid to do just like everyone else. I was it was on a show and one of the actors who was being a little uh she was difficult all the time mm-hmm. and to everyone exactly everyone and um to me and i so i sort of i'll be honest i sort of gave it back yeah and there was a certain uh this person actually had a day of the opposite this person had a day of like being really nice oh and then you go that's but that's when you go what so you can be like this yeah it's like <laughs> what what happened? Like an alien over <laughs> the your body? Like who are you? And then the next day, back to you know. But uh, but I uh, I knew why because <laughs> like I go, oh, why are you so? Oh, your mother's two feet away from you. That's why. Um, Which is so weird. Like, so you can only be on your best behavior with your mom around. <laughs> like, what a weird. So it's like, well, I don't want my mom to know I'm a terrible person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it's just... The mom probably had a suspect because every time someone walked by, what's going on? Like, everyone's just whispering about, like, why she's different. The mom's yeah. probably like, why is everyone so baffled on set? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you're just like, why are you like this? Yeah. And there was another person on the show, um, veteran actor, but always like that. But, like, sort of a... This is how I approach life, like always a day. Yeah. And it was like, oh, really? You said that? Oh, just dickish behavior. Yeah. And then everyone else on the show, super nice. Like the nicest. You're like, well, I'm glad I don't have to be on set. Yeah, exactly. But, but just, I mean, night and day. Yeah. To like, wow, these are 
like I can tell people about these people and yeah. go, hey, like beyond nice this yeah. person. Um, and honestly, most of the actors that I've worked with have been really, really nice, yeah. really great people. There's only been a couple of people that have been, and like, most of them are just sort of like dicky stories. Like I mean, that's it. Like I've worked with a ton of people, and there's only a few. Like yeah. a few, but it was mostly just because it's like, yeah, they're kind of dicky, but didn't hate them. Just sort of moments I saw around other people, and it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's like, well, just as long as you're not jerking off in front of someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, and they they weren't like when I say terrible. I mean, it's just like it's just attitude. Yeah. But you know, um, it's it's one of those things where uh, I kind of got a kick out of the attitudes because Mm -hmm. like i said it was in a show where you had this camp which is most of the actors Uh who were just super super nice i even saw one of them recently okay and again this is the nicest greatest encounter um but and you have these other you know couple that are just so dickish that it's like it's it's like comical it's like it's like a caricature of a of a dick yeah and it's like oh okay wonder what's gonna happen yeah, yeah, yeah. now and then you go in there you just sort of like laugh in your head cause yeah you're, you're just trying to be a dick and then so they're actually getting me to agree with dickish behavior and yeah. I'm going, yeah 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 screw those guys yeah we don't like yeah sure you know it's yeah like this is amazing you know he wants me to participate in his curmudgeon lifestyle i'm like sure yeah oh i hate those people too and i'm like yeah yeah sure i'm like i'm just i'm just here to do a job (laughs) i'm here to get a paycheck i don't care you literally make 300 times more than i do an hour yeah i'm not as nearly as upset about life as you are what's what's the issue here i don't know but um you seem to, to to get those kind of people in uh, in those sort of tax brackets, but you have people right across the way who are in the same tax bracket who are just the nicest people ever. Yeah. So then you go, oh, so you don't have to be right a dick to be successful. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I worked with Ray Romano. Top. I mean, this was after Everybody Loves Raymond. He's got money. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Just, just a general good dude. Yeah, I, I worked uh, a little bit after you on that oh, same yeah, 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 project, yeah. and I concur. Yeah, and then I remember doing a show. It got canceled. Uh, oddly enough, had uh, Andre Brower in it, mm-hmm. who then later went to Men of a Certain Age, uh, and then Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, two actors, semi unknown at the time, but that was that thing. One I had to pick up at his apartment, which was so funny because that's that thing. As a PA, you're like, oh, I got to pick an actor up. And they just live in a dirt apartment. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone has to live somewhere. And it's not yeah. everyone lives in the palace. But um, I remember picking him up in my dirt car. Like, I had, like, a yeah. 82 Honda Accord stick shift that wow. I think the only thing that worked was that it started. And I was like, it, it was even <laughs> then I remember production's like, his car broke down. I was like, ooh, it's fancy Bentley. Now, I think he had, like, a five-year newer version of an Accord that broke down. And I had to pick him up and take him to set. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure you want to send me? Like, that PA has a new car. It's like, look, you're the only one. We need, we need you to go. Okay, you've seen my car, though. I just want everyone to know. I mean, it was clean. I kept it clean, but it was... I bought it for like $1,000. Because yeah. my car before as a PA caught on fire. So then I needed wow. another car. So I bought this $1,000 car. And I remember picking him up, and he's like, 
I was like, first of all, I want to apologize for my, what? What's wrong with it? Oh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So we drove, we chatted the whole way. He was super nice. Thanks, man, for the ride. And I was like, oh, he doesn't, it's just a ride. Just a ride to set where he'll go to his dressing room and have some, you know, free food and stuff. Yeah. And then I think, you know, a month later on the same show, someone else at the same profile dropping off a script. And it was like at 630 at night. And she's like, ah, I thought this was supposed to be here at six. Oh, gosh. And you're sitting there going, yeah, I'm, I didn't know. I'm just doing runs. No one told me I had to be here to specific time. All right. Yeah. Okay. And both exact same trajectory. I think might have been both their first shows. Just a different attitude about, you know, and I, and once again, I didn't expect the guy to get in my car going, I can't believe I'm getting tooled around by the PA in his dirt car. Right. But he was just like, whatever, man. I was like, oh, cool. And See, then the one person being half hour late, you're already at your house. I'm delivering you the script for tomorrow. Not like, oh man, I thought it was going to be here at six because I have this thing I have to go to. No, she walked down in like night clothes. I was like, Here's your script. It's because some, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody from the office called and said, yeah, we'll have it there around six. Okay, take them at their word. Yeah. It's a production. It's like, oh, but who cares? They'll keep their time. It's like everything is happening. And so you take them to a script and, oh, it's supposed to be here at six. <laughs> Looking at my watch. It's 630. It's 630. I'm still go. early. <laughs> because everything is, oh, well, why isn't here? Because it, it just makes you feel more, yeah. you know, important. And it's <clears throat> that person's problem. Yeah. And that person's issue. The guy who you picked up, he's of a whole different thing. And he's, he's like, like, I'm an actor. I'm happy to have a job. Oh, my God. I get a weekly paycheck that's, you know, 34 grand. And then this person, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the, the person I was talking about earlier, she's like, every time you go in and there, you go, oh, really? And you go into the next uh, dressing room or trailer, and it's like, so how are you? Happy to have a job. Yeah. Lovely. Come by anytime. Yeah, and then one person's like, oh, intelligentsia? I thought it was groundwork coffee. And the yeah. next person, <laughs> free coffee. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. There's just that aspect of like. You go, night and day. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that that's to me that uh, situation you had in the car. You drop the person off. You go, what a nice. Okay, so it's yeah. not all. Uh, I thought no. this was supposed to be here at six, you know? Um and it's also that thing of <laughs> that dumb thing. It's in I think us or People magazine. They're just like us. That like celebrity section where they take a photo of someone pumping gas. But I think probably <laughs> at that moment though, being a young PA and driving this person, like, oh, he's just like me. He just wants yeah. to do something different than I want to do. I don't want to be an actor, and he's already an actor, and he's just happy as a job. Yeah. So that's all it is, and I'm happy because I have a job, and we're both working on the same thing. So it's just kind of that weird perspective. Yeah. And then when you deal with the someone who's grunt that you're five minutes late you're like ah actors and then you do just sort of chalk it up is that yeah actors you know yeah actors actors are the whiniest people on earth and, okay. and i'm generally speaking yeah, yeah yeah uh but they are and and i and i and i've said that since uh like i started out like in the theater so mm-hmm. um that's where i got this from mm-hmm. you know it's just like and and the reason why is just because that's how they're that's because I've studied acting too. So that that's sort of how you uh, approach it. That's mm-hmm. how you approach. That's how the, you should be sort of handled. You mm-hmm. should be handled in a certain way so that, you know, if you're in a, a situation and this is why it's sort of baffling to me, these sort of 
uh, allegations coming out now. If you're in any situation where you feel at all uncomfortable, you're supposed to come out and talk about it. And um, someone, you know, in a, a position of authority is supposed to make it so that you are comfortable. Yeah. And that's and that's a kind of where I guess I come from the theater is that <clears throat> it is the job of the director to make the actor comfortable. Yeah. You know, and, and that's extends to film and TV too. But that's a, that's a big part of it. One of my directing teachers uh, told me that, or told us that, you know, you really have to take care of these actors. He said because you can literally be, and this may have been happened to him, you can literally be shooting on the top of a, a mountain, you know, a snow-capped mountain, and the crew. You can have a big crew, and everybody on the crew will be fine. You will be fine. Nobody's sick. That actor, he's going to get sick. Mm-hmm. And you cannot afford to have that actor sick. So you have to make sure that these guys are, um, are comfortable mm-hmm. always. That this environment is comfortable. Um, and because of that, you do that by catering to actors. Every, every little thing. And so they become like wow i don't have this i don't have that i don't have that and so that's kind of where that comes from you know i'm not saying that that person that you took the script to that's that's uh, her way but that's sort of how you know that's sort of how she's been approached yeah and like these guys who are doing all this stuff like harvey is not going to continue to do it if you know people weren't just keeping quiet about it or you you know he heard oh that's just harvey yeah. Oh, it's Harvey. Eh, just to let you know, Harvey, he can be a little grabby or whatever, eh, but it's just Harvey. Yeah. You know. And that was, there is something to the, the statement of things were different. People used to drink and smoke in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, you would, oh, I had just drinking and smoking in the office. That was like old Hollywood and old business. It's like, oh, noon, let's drink. Yeah. That stuff went away. So there was a level of what he could get away with, and then it just probably progressed because he got more famous. Oh, I can just keep moving. Obviously, no one said anything. And then if they did, it's just sort of paid for on the side. Oh, it's all fine. That was just one person not yeah. realizing it's 100 people. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, they're, it's not a defense, but there were – I mean, things are so different now than they were even five years ago. So, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you can pinch a girl on the butt. Tell her she's happy. You know, you're sexy today. They love it, you know, and that, that's probably how he probably saw it from some terrible shit person in front of him. And then just kept, you know, moving forward. So, like, it's always that thing I think we talked about before is that I'm the post person I am now because of the person I worked with. You know, it's like you always kind of learn your job from the person you get it from. So, you know, I know some people that overstress. And I was like, oh, who'd you work with? Oh, okay. I know why you're stressed because that person you learned everything from is super stressful. Like, they just make everything yeah, like it's the biggest deal. It's like... The credits haven't approved. Oh, Jesus. How are we ever going to deliver a show? And you're like, just credit some. Yeah. Just shoot an email. We'll we'll be fine. But it, it's like that one person that takes everything to 100. Yeah. And you're stressed. And then the people under them going, well, that's how you get it done. Because, I mean, especially when you're in this business, like, you, you're you in a sort of a blank slate. Even if you shot student films and went to film school, you go into TV or film, it's still sort of a blank slate. You don't totally. know. And then you're like, oh, I latched onto that person, and that's how they do it. Not, not, that's how I'm going to learn how to do my job. So I think it is a thing, you know, whoever the dirt person was that Harvey watched. And, too, there is that sexual – I mean, totally, that person yeah. might have not – the person he learned how to be that way 
may never took it past a pat on the butt. Like, you know, some exec smoking a cigar, how you picture from the 40s or whatever. No, I just, you know, pat the butt on the secretary. And, but maybe he never did anything other than that, but he was just sort of a dick and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And Harvey's like, oh, I can just take that. I'm going to take that and then just add to it. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Because once you get into it and once you're like Harvey, you know, yeah. the one thing, the one sort of, uh, sort of paradox that I hardly anybody talks about or i haven't heard anybody talk about it the harvey weinstein is known as sort of the biggest monster mm-hmm. powerful guy in mm-hmm. hollywood um yet the movies he makes you know aren't like bruckheimer movies yeah. and they're, they're art films yeah. that get awards yeah. and and that's what he that's what he's known for miramax you yeah. know it was a company Named after his and he and his brother, but named it after his their parents. What mother, a charming story. Mother Loved Mirror, that story. Yeah. yeah, Father Max. So, and then it's like, oh, what charming! But then you see Harvey, and then you go, you hear stories, you go, wow, but this guy's like a bully yeah. asshole. And it's like, but, but he's being a bully about um, a Victorian, you know, a period piece yeah. or something, and it's like. What what is what is what is his angle? What is he doing? Like I, I almost think is I, <clears throat> I always think it's like we talked early on way before the pod about gaming the system. It's like could I win a short Academy Award, you know, a short film, mm-hmm. and just like could I without any passion for the project take the formula and game the system and win? Like it's sort of just like I beat Vegas. I took all. Yeah. That. It's like oh, you must have been passionate about the Syrian refugees. No, 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 I was just gaming the system. I just wanted to see if I could win the award. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you could, and it's almost like he knew in order for his company to be taken serious, he had to have an award. What films were winning awards at the time? Period pieces. So he gets Miramax and starts doing these indie, some indie, like clerks and stuff, and then period pieces. And then he gets one Academy Award. They're taken seriously. He gets two more. So he just sort of, like, gamed the system. And, I mean, he might be passionate. Maybe he loves indie films i mean i like indie films maybe he likes indie films and like period pieces maybe that even though he's more of a guy who should be making transformers as a bully dick but likes making you know romantic period piece like shakespeare in love yeah and maybe that was that thing it's like oh i'm gonna game the system first to get in and then that's sort of the past path they took and, and that's that's an interesting point and that's probably what happened i mean and I, you could like when i was at a, a usc to in order to get a mentor in order to do a, a short film a mm-hmm. thesis film you had to get a mentor mm-hmm. and so there are three mentors way the other back then it was three mentors and um each could take on a maximum of five okay. projects so 15 slots and it was how many people were competing uh, maybe 40 okay people were competing yeah. for 15 slots that's pre- i mean that's better odds than anything in hollywood really right, right. 40 going for 15 that's pretty good it, it's good but when you're paying so much money yeah you, you think, feel like should i just like, get this should i just get this and you go and i go okay i need to get to a point where i need all three mm-hmm. to be interested i'm not just gonna go and go hey wouldn't it be cool if i did this right because that may not pique the interest of these three different Mm -hmm. type of mentors i need to do something where i obviously there's got to be something i want to do but Mm -hmm. also something that they would be intrigued by Mm -hmm. so that's what my mindset and so i i uh and they said the, the best thing to do is that after they 
because you have to pitch to them and mm-hmm. everything. After you pitch, then they get all the pitches in a room, and the three people they uh, they pick out the ones that they want. Okay, and it's like the the best uh, option is obviously if you have two or three mm-hmm. fighting over yours. Um, and so I'm like, I want the fight. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I pitched to to the three people, and I could tell. They all were interested, mm-hmm. and uh, but I didn't know for sure. And so uh, one of them was a professor I had had, and so she called me, like before the official mm-hmm. uh, meeting that they were having, and she's like, "I want to let you know that uh, I've been fighting with the other ones already. Oh. So I wanted to call you first to tell you that I want to be your mentor. Like I want to do it. Wow." before and if you say yes i'll just take it and i'll tell them i talk to you and i'll take it and i'll take it and i'm like i mean yeah of course yeah you know she, she's great too um yeah because it would have been also awkward yeah but i really don't want you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's like well i mean and i like the other the other yeah. guys too they were, they were really good and they would have taken it into a a, a good direction but um She's she was great too, you know. Wow. I mean, they, they all yeah, were great, yeah. but it was one of the situations where I was like, "You you thought about the yeah. end game and not so much like, like like we talked about before, dude, where's my car? I'm passionate about this. They're not gonna fight for dude, where's my car? Even though eventually that yeah. bigger success for you. Listen to the previous pod. Um, <laughs> but you went in going, okay, what do I want to do that can appeal to them? So it wasn't necessarily you were going towards what your passion project was, which would have been maybe dude, where's my car? Yeah. You kind of went, all right. Because you knew ultimately having a mentor is better than not having one. So right. you were like, I just want them. I want a guaranteed slot so I can get an advancement in my career. So you sort of game the system a little bit. Yeah. What could I do? But it wasn't like you just like, oh, they like this. All right. I wrote a horror period piece right, comedy. Exactly. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kind of want it. Definitely. And, and there was another avenue you could take, um, but this in this avenue that I took in the class that I was going to make the film in, like I was, I would get some compensation from the school. In mm-hmm. the other one, I'd get nothing, and then you could just find a mentor. You can just go to one oh, okay. and try to find one. But in this thing, you know, there was like a class that you, you know, you work on producing it, working on budget, mm-hmm. work on getting it together, so you can have your pitch to these mentors at the end of it. It was a fun uh, exercise, but, you know, seeing that there were 45 people vying for 15 spots, I'm like, well, there's no way I can leave anything to chance. I'm going to have to get something that, you know, is not necessarily going to be better because, you know, everything is objective. But, you know, just looking at what your buddies are doing, you figure what would something be like an award piece or something that they would go, wow, this is something different. This is something that I can get behind, yeah. you know, as a, well, yeah, you don't to... want to get stuck where it's like, I wrote this to win. They're like, Oh, we want you to finish that. Oh yeah. I don't really want to finish. It. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> can't we just work on something else? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to do something else. And some people try to do that. I think they try to like say, yeah, I don't really want to do that anymore. I want to do this. But I think it was like, well, this is what we approved. Yeah. This is what we talked about. You can't like, get a mentor and then change it up yeah. because this particular project that you want to go to, I, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? So 
it's one of those things where I need I needed to have both. I needed to have something that I wanted to do and something that I knew. Yeah. Which wasn't hard, but mm-hmm. something that I knew would uh would be good. It's what I'm wasn't gonna make the you know the horror campy you know yeah. what it, it's just not feeling those guys out like it just was not what they were gonna do. Not that they wouldn't do yeah. it, but if you want like a home run, you don't go to like you know you don't uh, turn in saw meatheads yeah. three or yeah yeah exactly. <clears throat> Which is kind of funny because I wonder if there's any of those stories where no we actually that kid turned in saw. And we were just like, horror, no. I mean, yeah, it's okay genre, but I'm all right. Yeah. You know, just curious of like, dude, where's my car? I feel bad, but I'm not reading this. You know, it's just like, I wonder if there's any of those stories, like these three mentors. It's like, we literally passed on Saw. I mean, not like they are, that was the studio. I mean, right. that would be different, but who knew? They could have mentored the guy that wrote Saw, you know? And, and that's the thing. And I think, um, so when I was there, you know, it was sort of changing, mm-hmm. you know, from that whole award even though USC is sort of known as the Hollywood machine yeah. uh, compared to all the other ones. Um, but, you know, it, it sort of went away from that into more mainstream type of content where, you know, you got kids for years, decades have been coming to film school just because of Star Wars. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I want to make. I want to make action movies. I want to make commercial movies. That's why I'm here. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. And, there should be there should be a place for that because yeah. that's sort of what funds Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to fund the art house project. Yeah. So, um, those people need to come out and and and, and have the support too. Uh, a lot of the I think staff that they hire, you know, aren't of that uh, world. Mm-hmm. Partly because the people who are in that world are working and have tons of work and are making tons of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you might get like a, a guest cast or guest. Uh, spot it's like right. oh so and so is gonna you know like some actors do a lecture doing a class this yeah. semester or something like that. yeah yeah that happened of course right before i got there it's like oh. of course that class is not always open to seniors or whatever yeah. and it just gets snapped up right away i mean the only but... person doing that would probably be franco no no i'm directing a movie and teaching oh absolutely i'm half sleep on both but do you mind if we add five more students of course come on in yeah. come on. why are you doing the voice <laughs> um I still have Tommy. <laughs> You're all mocked to me now. I mocks. <laughs> exactly. Franco. I think he teaches at like four different universities or something. And then he has his like, um, uh, what is his like little acting class that he teaches at occasionally that's in North Hollywood. Of course. But I think that's like via Skype I or something. I would love to be in that. Just like <laughs> Franco. It's just a Franco class. Like we're going to like, I don't know what's going to happen today. I just, I'm just here to see what's going to happen. Yeah. What does he teach? He just teaches us about going all in. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he does. He goes all in 100% of the yeah. time. Uh, one last thought. Do you think we'll see the movie Harvey in rotation? Or will they just cut out that old movie until the Harvey stuff passes? Because that's all I ever think about like now. A, you know that uh, the the uh, Jimmy Stewart movie? Isn't that what it's called? Harvey? Is It I mean, It might be. I don't know. Yeah. I was. My mind went to Harvey biopic. I was like, too soon? Yeah. But uh, I just feel like it's like so weird because now it's like, ooh, Har- oh. No, not anything with every Harvey. anything with Harvey. It's yeah. like, no, yeah. I mean, because I was thinking just like how not grateful by any means, but like Edgar Wright has to be so happy that Baby Driver wasn't a fall release, you know? Because you know it's he like, is, you know, because it's like that movie did so well, and that movie was great top to bottom, and Kevin Spacey was actually really good in it, but he wasn't the main reason of the movie being good. 
you know, it wasn't, but you know, he's sitting there and he gained all his money. He made his, you know, $150 million off his low budget. And he's like, Oh my God, this is great. But he's like, imagine like it was coming out now. Like he, like you saw all the trailers. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe baby driver looks great. The spacey stuff hits. I know, I know. Like, oh, <laughs> just missed it. Yeah, you know. But then he's like, but the allegations, you know, not that he wasn't a um a dick on a set. Uh, that f- the interview I was telling you about of no. watching all the things. No. It started with the guy. God, what's his name? I want to say John Burton, uh, but yeah, it's John, um, the Punisher guy, John yeah. something. Yeah. 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 So he was on. He just seems like a really nice guy. Um, so he was talking about. Spacey, and he's talking about Baby Driver, and he said, um, he said Kevin was just a fucking tyrant, just a dick on set, mm-hmm. and so he said, but he had gone to, um, he had gone to London, and um, he saw uh, Spacey in a play, I think it was a Shakespeare play, mm-hmm. and he said it was, um, well, no, it was, I think it was the Iceman cometh actually, and he. He said, Kevin Spacey, of course, he's like, he was in the front row looking up at Kevin Spacey and sat on the West End and he owned the stage for like four yeah. hours. And he's like, this was incredible. And he said, we a huge fan of Kevin Spacey. So much so that at the end of it, he gave a standing O. Mm-hmm. And I guess everyone else in the theater were like, dude, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I guess they don't do a steady go at the They West start End. stretching. Oh, yeah. stretching. It's like, been sitting for four hours. I'm kind of tight. So I guess he, Kevin spotted him and was like, okay, well, right. this guy could be his. And so stoked, stoked right. to meet and work with yeah. you know, one of his idols, Kevin Spacey. So he goes and set. And he's like, from minute one, he could just see – you know how much of a, a dick and an asshole he was on the set, so much so that he uh, he said, "Yep, changed my whole opinion of him." And he was just—he said he didn't see any of the sexual right. stuff, but he said, "But definitely, just uh, just, just made everything miserable." And yeah. he was just a uh, complete dick on set. And um, so he's like, "I, I," he said, "He's like." I'm not here to pile on and yeah. say he did things that I didn't see, but from his experience, total dick. But it's also, I think you have to, I think that's why people go, well, why don't people say things? Him being a dick doesn't, Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you yeah. going to do? Come forward. Hey, I worked with Kevin Spacey. He was a dick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like with most anyone, like we talked about jobs, it's like, especially with us being in the business, like, all right, this one's going to suck, but it's two months. Yeah. And I'm sure with him, he probably looked at the schedule going, Look, I only have like five scenes with him. If he's a dick, I'm. Yeah. It's five scenes and I get to be in a Kevin Spacey film. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, well, he is jerking off in front of me, but I'm in a five. I'm sure there's that level of right. what you would get away with and him just being like, look, I'm just letting people know. It's almost like, to me, I when he told his story, I was like, it was more in alignment. Look, not all of us say everything about everything because some of it is just, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. You move on. People are assholes all over the world, you know? It's not like you just, hey, I went to Starbucks. Everyone's on cloud nine. I'm sure there's a dick employee at Starbucks, too. Of course, yeah. You know, so, oh, John just knows. The way he said it. Especially Starbucks. (laughs) Uh, That guy. That guy. So it's, and do you just like, oh, I have a shift with the asshole. This All right, well, it's eight hours. Yeah. You go home, you tell Angela, oh, but shift with that asshole again, uh, you know, Bert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's. I think it's. It, it was a good story to tell. It's like, look, 
for all the people that not in Hollywood, there's a lot we see in here, but none of it we can prove. You know, like, I mean, quickly, it's like I've worked with Jeremy Piven and on a show, nicest guy. Mm -hmm. But the biggest, the only thing I can say, it's like, yes, was he a ladies' man? Yes. But I equate it to, I mean, you have to, like, did you see Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Okay. He is the Ryan Gosling. He went to a bar. Women approached him. Charming okay. as shit. Never. Oh, once again, this is the small amount of time I spent with him. So, like, my story, it's not even, I never saw him do anything. It was just, like, his whole thing was, like, the women came up to him. He would chat. He is charming as fuck. And, and it would be that thing, like, in the movie. Hey, do you want to get out of here? Yeah. Never forced himself on anyone because they just came to him because he's Jeremy Piven. Yeah. And that was way before Entourage, too. I'm, I'm working on a show pre that. This right. was different hairline Jeremy Piven. Wow. And so, like, I equated that because I was talking to Angela about it. And she's like, well, did you see anything now that these allegations? Like, I'm not surprised, but I also don't see it that way. Because, once again, I was never alone in a trailer. I'm not a girl. So I don't know how he is once outside of a group of people but people i could that was how i equated to her i go it's just like ryan gosling and crazy stupid love if he went to a bar few women are going to come up he'll be super charming never because he never had to push himself he never felt like oh i just need to jerk off in front of you because he was he had charm for days so once again are these true allegations maybe i don't know is it possible yes people are assholes people are dicks i don't know how he is outside that world I saw him in. But I can only say for me, it's like, I didn't see anything wrong. You know, he's super charming with women. Yeah. What am I going to say? Yeah. Like my biggest thing, oh man, Jeremy Piven's charming with women. And, you know, there's not really a story there. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually only seen Piven once uh, at a party and he was charming. Yeah. A woman. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but he never, he was like, he knew he had like the confidence not defending him just like he could walk into a room and not have to approach a woman you know he could just walk into the room someone's going to approach him first and that's i think how he always dealt with it because i went out with him once like it was at after we were taping our show filming our show actually Mm -hmm. i was out with him someone else and we just happened to set a table and just women just showed up I mean, not for me. I was dumb pa so i just i was for you rob yeah it was trust me it was not (laughs) so literally all of a sudden was like oh this is how exactly I expected Hollywood yeah. to be. Like, an actor sat down, women showed up. He was totally respectful for them. But once again, my story is different than everyone else's. You know, yeah. that there are going to be people, and I come from a different perspective. I'm not female. Yeah. So what other females might have stories are probably way different, and I will most likely believe whatever story. You know, it's like, yeah, that probably did happen. Yeah. Because people are terrible. There you go. That's the takeaway. <laughs> that, that is the button of this uh, episode is one – if you need it, go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with therapy at all. No, not and, at all. Not at Please all. Please go. And people are assholes. Yeah, so, there you go. Welcome that's, to Hollywood. <laughs> episode so named. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood <laughs> is the name of the episode. All right. Um, this has been Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Take it easy.